1: Right night. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Wolfman's got Mars?
0: They're coming to get you, Barbara.
1: Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. They're all gonna laugh at you. We're listening to the Jersey calls.
0: Hey everybody! What's up?
1: Welcome to the another- with the jersey ghouls i stole your line that's uh-huh. okay i like
0: when you steal my lines thank you actually that's not true uh sometimes if you ever try to start the show like it's it's very strange if you hey, like everybody if you hey everybody and i'm like what's
1: up like it's it, it like like my, my bones feel weird when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> like i don't know why that's them telling you something's right uh we're off to an epic start tonight as we bring you a kind of special episode i think a little something different Something different. A little sprinkle, a little sprinkle of something new. Um, I was excited when you suggested this because you you know how much I adore everything having to do with Stephen King.
0: Right. So I thought it would be fun to uh talk about some Stephen King. We want to do another list episode. List episodes are fun. So So instead of instead of just doing the books, we thought it might be fun to compile our personal list top five favorite Stephen King books, top five favorite Stephen King adaptations. Now, a couple years ago, as many of you remember, we had on Joshua and Joe from Fright School and Joey, your brother, for our March Madness that year, we Mm -hmm. did Stephen King adaptations. And while we did go through 32 of them, Um, This gets to be our own personal favorites list. So um, I will link the March Madness stuff to this episode so you can go back to listen to that as well. Um, But in general, this is our own personal top five list books and adaptations.
1: Yeah, it's kind of, I think we're giving it its own space for us personally this time, which mm-hmm. is kind of exciting. So rather than just being about like the quality of the film, blah, 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 like we're just having fun and kind of really owning our own personal favorites, especially because we get to do books for this one, which made me really happy. I'm so happy. And and again, no surprise to anybody who's ever listened, but we are both giant, giant Stephen King fans. For me, Stephen King literally was my gateway to horror. Um, mm-hmm. I was reading these books way too young, getting nice and traumatized, but in all the best ways that would help me one day deal with life. So I am so pumped. I think Stephen King is a feminist. I think he is amazing. I think he uses trauma as the key thing that brings horror into our lives, which I find beautiful. And I, when I even his newer stuff, I still find myself getting so lost in the words and the overly long descriptions and all of the things that are both amazing and also annoying about Stephen King. But he is, I think, gonna go down as my all time favorite author.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. He's definitely mine. Um, And I I feel like I was, you know, kind of being a little boastful. Like I have so many Stephen King books on my shelf. Like how could I possibly pick? <laughs> um, so I think at this point, Stephen King between novels and short stories or uh, like, you know, the collections, the anthologies, we're, I think he's around 70 published yeah. works. Um. So I need to check myself because I have 15. So 15 out of 70, that's, that's not a whole lot. And I need to do better. And on that, I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny I, too
1: I will be, do better. to be better. Be better. Be better. Um, I'll check
0: my privilege and I will.
1: Be <laughs> I it's about time. <laughs> and it's, um, no, it's funny. Cause I probably own even less. I actually have, I have a little dream. I have a dream. <laughs> I have a dream that I will one day own all hardcover editions of all of his books. Because what I realized is I always buy like little paperback flimsy versions just because I'm hungry to read it again. And then inevitably yeah. I get rid of it again. It's a vicious cycle. So my dream is to own a hardcover of everyone. Well,
0: so a friend of mine had a subscription, I guess subscription is the best word, where basically every month she would be sent a hardcover Stephen King novel. And like all the covers were pretty much like, they all looked like kind of like they weren't like anything with cover art on them they all kind of had like just like the fancy plain, but like the spine oh was like oh my Stephen god King, i'm blah, blah, blah. so jealous and i feel like it was like every month or so she got a new one like you know you pay the money like we know those like not franklin mint what were they called like the, Columbia like the House. bradford exchange kind oh. of things where you oh would, right, right 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 where you, you get, like sign some up like dish month. or something like presidential yeah, dishes yeah, yeah, every yeah. month or, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah anyway exactly. i think it was something along the lines of that like i said i have no idea where she got them and i feel like i I hope I'm not making that up I feel like that was the case where she got these really nice pretty cut like pretty novel uh, like the novel was like very pretty plain but like the spine was all ornate and she got a new
1: Stephen King book every single month wow you're right it was it was a Stephen King book of the month club and yeah. I am devastated that I missed this like this would have yeah. been a I mean but this was true like true you, this
0: was like going on probably like right? 20 like, years this, ago oh
1: man literally yeah. when I tell you this is literally my wildest dreams come true
0: Right. Well, that's what I thought. Like, that's what made me think of it. Like, just like, you know, uniformed size, like looks everything. like, yeah, like looks uh-huh. like fancy, like old classic. Right, look, like old that findings. is the dream. Oh. That is the absolute dream.
1: And I have oh, to say, he's like, own that and be selling it somewhere. I just got right? to find the part with it. <laughs> so I
0: only have 15, but then like, I'm sitting here thinking like, I know I've read more than what I have, but then I, I have to remember learn. I've utilized the library. I've utilized Audiobooks. Yeah. So I've read more than I own, but
1: oh, sure. I think I mean of that 70, I would take the Pepsi challenge that's with take, remove the dark tower and maybe yeah. one or two of the Buick Gate ones, and I've read them all. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean the Mr. Mercedes, not the Buick Gate. I, I okay, still do yeah. those too. Yeah,
0: I I, I I I still am very far behind. I would say I am closer to Of that 70, I'm probably somewhere in the 25 to 30 range. No way. Um, Yeah, I truly do. Cause like looking through everything when I was like looking about this episode, I was like, I was like, what the fuck is that book? I have to be, I have to be fair. I have read very little of like the short story collections.
1: Okay. So uh, those, that's where a couple of my deficits are too. Um, Two of those later ones. I did read the Institute, the one that just came out. That one was actually really good. I read um the the one uh, not the institute if it bleeds I read if it bleeds was okay story anthology the one before the one before that one I didn't like and didn't make it through to be honest yeah it pains me to say out loud but there are a couple of these books I don't like I'll be honest oh yeah yeah that I would not revisit even the ones that were like I mean let's be honest some of his modern stuff right so it's like yeah the institute and revival were okay but I'll never go back and read them again the way I read like some of the ones we're gonna talk about tonight like. All the time, you know. Yeah, like yep. there's a lot of one and doners for me. Even I find myself rereading like Desperation and Regulators and like the later 90s, early 2000s stuff. Like I'll reread Cell if I'm bored, but like put Duma Key in my hand and I'm like, no nah, I'm good, thanks. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, I don't want to reread that. um But I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean,
0: I, I, I mean, yeah. when it comes to when it comes to my list, I feel like a very basic bitch. Oh um, God, me too. Because I don't have I don't have a lot of deep cuts. And I realize like I don't have
1: any deep cuts at Like
0: know. look like my the best analogy I have is when it comes to Stephen King, as much as I love him, I feel like I only know the radio hits. You know what I mean? Like I feel like there wow. are some, although there's one I don't know how popular it is, but it's one that I remember. I'll Sorry. get to the story when we come up with it. Okay but there's one that I feel like on my list that is maybe like, oh, okay but I feel like the rest are just I think all, too. Like, the, I think there'll
1: the be two of mine. Oh, regular... uh, me too. I think we're, we're the pumpkins Guys Spice Latte fan, like yeah. um, Stephen King, but that's okay. Cause I would argue two of mine are ones that only like hardcore Stephen King fans are going to have on their list. Okay. So okay. we'll see. Um now I'm curious. All right, let's yeah. dive in. Um, Do you want to start with the books and then head into the movie adaptations? Yeah, we can do that. All right. So my number five is one that a lot of people are going to totally disagree with Lisey's story.
0: Okay. I have not read that one yet. And okay. I know that's one that you really do enjoy.
1: Yeah, I really do. I think, um, it's such a, br- to me, it was one of the new ones that feels like old Stephen King, if that's fair. And I'm sorry, if he listens to this one day and is offended, God, I wish. Um, <laughs> I don't mean to say that old Stephen King was better by any stretch that's so unfair, but I do mean to say that like, there's something about the old Stephen King that he can only hit for me now once in a while. So mm-hmm. fairy tale, please fairy tale. Um, <laughs> So uh, Lisi's story was that for me. It's so colorful and beautiful. And I think it's incredibly feminist. Uh, yeah, definitely check that one out. Don't watch the show though, until okay, you watch it. Because you know, the, the book's so much better. All right, what's your number five?
0: My number five is probably his most popular. Ooh. I have The Shining at number five.
1: Wow. Okay. My hot take is that The Shining didn't make my list.
0: I didn't, I, you know what, that does not surprise me. Um, I can say that The Shining made my number five spot because I think that is my most reread read yeah. Stephen King novel, which is why I, I mean, I do, obviously I like the story, but it is the, it is the one, I have read the book probably three or four times. And that is one where I have like, there have been times at work where like, there's just no song on Spotify I feel like listening to. And I can generally count on somebody illegally uploading the audio book to YouTube. And I will just like go in and click wherever. Yeah. And it's the kind of thing where I can click wherever in the book and, and I pick right cold. back up and I know where we're at. So I gave I do very much enjoy it. I love the, I mean, just the history, the the history building he does, the lore he does in that book. Um, and like I said, it's it's obviously it's an awesome novel. It's probably one of his most popular. And for me, again, the most reread personally. So
1: I, I awarded it number five. Number five. Yeah. That You're right. It is like a bowl of chicken noodle soup for me. And mm-hmm. I could really yeah. read it at any time. And I, same thing. Well said. That is such a great reason why that book rocks. And now I'm like, oh man, I should have made my list. Oh, my <laughs> every book, though, I'm going to be like, absolutely, it's the best book ever. Right. That's why oh, it's so hard. All right. Give me your number four. My number four is
0: The Stand. And again, I know pumpkin spice latte basic bitch picking out the hits, but
1: no. Not so standard. much with The Stand the book, I think.
0: Uh, you know what? I remember I, I that's another one. I've read The Stand twice. Um, and it's I, maybe it's just the arrogance of like, just the accomplishment of reading The Stand. It's, I think that is his longest book.
1: It is his, yeah, Yeah. especially the, um,
0: uh, but no, I mean like I, that one is, and I, sometimes I think that I like The Stand so much and because the, the waters get muddy because I love the adaptation so much. So for me, when I read the book,
1: Like I see Gary Sinise
0: what's
1: that it's so funny you should mention the adaptation
0: (laughs) um yeah it's like I can see Gary Sinise you know like I can Parker Lewis
1: will always be uh what's his name
0: absolutely absolutely so I think you know it could be kind of a crossover situation of why I love it but I I mean it's just it's great storytelling like at at the end of the day it's just awesome storytelling so that stand is my number four what is yours
1: all right, so my number four is 1987's Eyes of the Dragon. And oh,
0: okay, yeah. Yeah,
1: which is why I am so, so pumped to read Fairy Tale because I'm like, I remember how much I loved Eyes of the Dragon. I remember how much I thought he did fantasy well and, of course, tying Randall Flag into things, which this book better have Randall Flag ties to it. Um, I think that at the end of the day, it's just such a good, it's a good story. It feels almost Tolkien, you know, like, I don't know, I just adore his attempt at a fairy tale and I'm super excited for fair, the, to read the actual fairy tale book now because I'm hoping it feels like Eyes of the Dragon feels when I read it. And, I, and that's another one that's like a warm cup of soup for me. I can just be like, mm, look, yeah. Eyes of the Dragon. Um, and I love the magic. I love the dragons. I love, I love medieval lore. I'm a sucker for a little bit of that, so. Oh yeah,
0: oh yeah. Eyes of the Dragon, baby. My number three is my, like, I guess my wild card. And I say that Ooh. really- like, talking out my ass. I have no idea oh, if this is one my of the ass. more popular ones. I have no well, idea. I'm curious. Okay. But here's the quick backstory on this one and why it's my number three. So I've always liked visiting used bookstores, antique stores with books, things like that. And probably 20 some odd years ago, maybe, um, I might've been in college. I don't remember. Anyway, my dad and I are out. We stumble upon a used bookstore and I'm looking around and I always... Like Stephen King is one of those, like, I always look for that author when I go to a used bookstore, like he, I always make a beeline to the, to the K's. Cause I want to see what Stephen King they have. So this was kind of like a really small mom and pop operation. And I run to Stephen King. And now keep in mind at this point, I already own, you know, maybe like one or two books. Cause I feel like this, I feel like this was college age maybe. Okay. So I think we're going like early two thousands. Um, and they don't have much that looks familiar to me but I find this one book and I'm like yeah it's Stephen King I'm sure it'll be good it is 1995's Rose Matter yes I loved this book and I have no idea why I mean it's a story about a woman that's abused and then there's this empowerment and then there's almost this well not almost there is absolutely this fantastical kind of supernatural magical element that happens and this is yet again a book that I have picked up several times and read over and over and over again. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just the association of like oh, I was having a fun day with my dad. We went out to a used bookstore. I yeah. bought a book. I don't know. I I picked it up too. The cover is really cool cuz there's like the whole thing with the bull. Yep. I don't know. It, it, I I just I've always very much enjoyed that story. And that's why I really don't hear many Stephen King like fans talk about.
1: No, it's it's I would argue that that's definitely a deep cut. That my one people, deep cut. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think I give you a deep cut on Rose Matter, hundred percent. Okay. Yeah, and a lot of people, I would argue, that doesn't like on. Of all the movies that came into my head that I like jotted down, that's not one for me. So I think that's a hundred percent a deep cut, and it's a good it book. Yeah, I, really like I really like it. And yeah. All
0: right. So what's Sean? your number three? Yeah.
1: You? All right. Um, this one is funny because the the next three I voted two because they so thoroughly scared me as, as a child. And one, because it's just my all-time favorite book, but well, tied for all time favorite book. But my number three is Pet Cemetery because mm. I read that book way too young. <laughs> and when I tell you, like, I couldn't, I slept with what I opened when any of my pets were around for a solid four years. And I also remember just the, the pure terror of, and, and I, again, I, I feel like I'm I'm going to bury myself talking about it, but the, the movie and the book to me are So, and, and I know it's ironic because I know how different they are, but Mm -hmm. I, but I'm just going to say that the book is truly haunting. It changed me as a kid. It made me a horror, just a a fiend for horror, this and my number two. And these two books became not only like the scariest books I'd ever read and still hold spots in my heart for that. Even though I read some really crappy, crazy stuff now, but these still I'm like, Ooh, um, yeah, this movie just yeah. pet cemetery just when
0: I was like just kind of spitballing, listing a bunch of them. Like that's yeah. how I did my list. I just listed yeah, a bunch of Steven books All I read and I Stephen kind of ranked books. them. Honestly, Pet Cemetery just missed the cut. It was my number six. Yeah. So yeah, Pet Cemetery is absolutely dining was my
1: number six. So yeah. yeah.
0: Um
1: yeah, it's a cool it's a, it's a it's a great one. All right. Number two. What's your number two? My number two? Yeah, I want to hear because you kind of just like had okay. them back to back like it's- that. So when I tell you this book made me lock my windows forever and ever and ever, Salem's Lot. I read it in the summer, living in a very quiet little podunk town, and I was convinced the entire time I was going to turn into vampires. They're all vampires. For years. They probably still, I still would be like now just talking about it, like oh, the windows are all locked. Um, <laughs> and I love vampires and I love everything about this book. And to me, I could read this like every this is one of those ones that when I'm bored when I'm older I'm just gonna read over and over and over again because it's, yes. it's just brilliant to me absolutely yeah my number two is it oh I was wondering if it made your list because so it, was, it, yeah it,
0: oh it was a very first Stephen King book I ever read Ooh, okay and uh it took me more than one attempt Here's let, let's have Jackie story time. Mm-hmm. I feel, I know I've told this story on, on the show before, um, but I'm going to tell it again. So once upon a time, 12 uh, year old Jackie, now granted, I've already seen the mini series a lot. Um, and 12 year old Jackie is like, well, I know there's a book out there. And you know, I was pretentious back then too, because the <laughs> books are always better. Um, but I was like, mama, take me to the library. I want to read it. And she was like, okay. I mean, at this point, she's like, fuck it, because I've watched the miniseries so many times. Like, she's like, how bad can it be? Right,
1: right.
0: So I remember.
1: remember,
0: (laughs) Well, don't worry, because it didn't get that far. Because I took the book home and I remember, you know, it's nighttime and, you know, covers over your head, got my flashlight. Like, I'm in full (laughs) Stephen King spooky mood. And I start reading it. And in the very first few chapters, I don't think it's chapter one, maybe it's chapter two, I don't remember. But it's the point where the gay couple is at the festival and the one guy gets thrown. And I got to the line where Pennywise opened his mouth full of razor sharp teeth and Mm -hmm. bit the gentleman in his armpit. Yeah. And I closed the book. (laughs) I went down to my mom and I said, I'm done reading it. You need to return it to the library. And she's like, okay, yeah, we'll go to the library. I was like, no, no, no. I'm not (laughs) touching the book. I don't think you understand. Come get it out of my room. And you will take it back to the library. <laughs> I am going to die by clown. Um, so yeah, I was fucking traumatized. Uh, but then, like a couple we'll years later, scene. I was like, I need to be brave. I need to be brave. Um, and then I finally did read the whole thing. But um,
1: yet another not all one heroes, that, Jackie. Not all heroes.
0: <laughs> oh my god! Like see, I, I, to this day, like I, there are there were not many things in my childhood that like I was afraid of. But like just the imagery of him like sinking razor sharp teeth into an armpit like I don't know yeah. like it was just like I'm done I'm yeah. out, fine Pennywise you take him go with God I'm done, um so yeah I I've but you know again older wiser, I friggin love that book um weird perverted kid thing at the end aside um, uh,
1: yeah I kind of wish that that scene could get like like that canceled. that part's
0: a little weird Nikki um yeah. but everything else. Uh, I I think it is is a very
1: a magical brilliant. book. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's there's no denying it's a brilliant, awesome read. Um, I embarrassingly didn't read it till recently. i had never yeah. until our sh- we did it for the show, I had mm-hmm. never read it all the way through. I had st- me too, as a kid PK, I'd be like, mm, I feel weird. And I would put it down. And I think it because and this is something that is such a feather in his cap because I think his ability to write really complicated, really emotionally disturbing things into what should be childhood like you're like oh it is fine because it's children but it's so oh it's so (laughs) thematically disturbing and traumatizing and same thing with The Shining right like Danny's a little boy even Salem's Lot you're like oh my god Mark's the best like he's a nerd like me he loves horror and he'll be fine like it's it's unbelievable the way these books felt like you were little and it was okay to read them when we were kids And in retrospect, they were way too creepy and complex for us as children. But like, hashtag love the 80s, bro. Nowadays, you'd be like, that's what the one thing I think YA has taken strip the world of. There's so many great YA horror books out there that are appropriate for 12 and 13. The kids today don't have to get the weird trauma from reading books they shouldn't have read. Yeah. That's very
0: true. That's you know, is like so freaking true.
1: Right? Like we were traumatized by this as much as we loved it too. And and it's ironic how he deals in trauma and then he dealt so much of us so much trauma without even realizing it.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what, to be fair, YA horror for me when I was a kid was Fear Street. It yeah, was yeah, Lois, Stein Dun- Street. Lois Duncan,
1: right? It, yeah. Well,
0: for honestly, like there was like a, I did a little bit of point horror, but mm. not a lot. Okay. I never did Christopher Pike, which apparently I, I missed out on because oh, yeah, I never. I so was super good. snobby. I always be like, if it ain't R.L. Stein, I don't want it. Oh wow. I was super Christopher snobby Pike's so
1: much scarier.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. i would fear? Like, I, my ho- my YA horror was either Fear Street or Stephen King. Like, yeah. there was no
1: in between. <laughs> Yeah, Christopher like I, Pike was a nice middle ground there.
0: <laughs> right, which I missed. And honestly, it's one of those things where it's like, I need to- rectify that and i need to read some i I, there are some christopher pike stuff i (gasps) want to read i know with christopher pike episode
1: please yes let's absolutely do it like like i would love to
0: explore um our friend uh lizzie sagewood that was on our show a couple weeks ago she is a huge christopher pike fan on her youtube channel channel she has done bookshelf tours of all the christopher pike she had and i told her the same thing that i'm like i have never read it i need to you know, redeem myself. And she even said like, whichever one you pick, like, let's do a buddy read. So like, we really should Heck like, yeah, we need to like up. Christopher Pike book club this shit. I know that Joshua from Fright School also is like huge Christopher, nice. Christopher Pike. Right. We're having
1: it. So we're going to have to do Christopher Pike them. buddy yeah. read
0: with, we're going to have a book club. We need to Christopher Pike so book fun. club episode.
1: Let's do yeah. it. I in. I'll, I'll read any Christopher Pike. Hell
0: yeah.
1: All right. Time for numero uno kid.
0: Number one, me or well, my number one. Yeah. My number one is Needful Things. What? Wow. Holy crap. Didn't now, see that coming.
1: I mean, love the book, but didn't see that coming. So
0: I could be slightly biased because I just read that book not that long ago. But when I picked up the book and was like, you know, classic Stephen King fucking 800 some odd pages, like it's a, it's a chonky book. Cause that's Stephen King likes words and he writes lots of words. Um, I was kind of like, like, do I really want to be in a place mentally where I'm reading an 800 page book right now? You know, fairly short novels recently that I've been reading, you know, anywhere between 300 and like maybe 500 pages, but now I'm looking at Needful Things, which is a doorstop at 800 pages. But I have to say that that book, reading that book, like the time flew. Like that to me in Needful Things is like some of his peak... Storytelling, like the pacing yeah. is fantastic. The characters are fantastic. Yeah. He built like, that whole town. It was a yeah. page turner for me uh-huh. because it's like you know all these people are set up to do you know these little favors, wreaking havoc on the town. And it's one of those things where you like you don't know what Leland Gaunt has told them mm-hmm. to do. Like the tricks. It's so scary. Um, and it's yeah. like page turning to find out like what the fuck happens. What are you doing to who, and who's doing this to what, and how does the crossfire happen, and I mean, I, I don't know that I have read a Stephen King book faster. Like that was, I seriously, like that was one of the ones that where like one? there was a Sunday that I spent hours just in that book and I couldn't. Oh not God. Yeah.
1: That's one of those ones you just completely get absorbed in. And it's because oh, so of how beautifully good. he creates every single character and brings a whole town to life, you know, yeah. like,
0: which he absolutely done,
1: uh, like absolutely love it. Really now, well.
0: a year from now. Who knows? The list could change. For yeah. Me.
1: Oh, this would change by like. I feel like if you asked me in a month, this list would be different.
0: True. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, as of, as of right now, I'm gonna state that yeah, needful wow, things love was it. like like I said, and I don't I see, know. That I, I think that's a, that's a that hot answer.
1: take right there. I'm gonna really? I'm gonna call that a hot okay. take. Number call one, it. yeah. I don't think Number many one. people think of and needful things is a classic. It's so good because like there's so many that did like misery was so hard not to have on this list. Carrie yeah. was so hard not to have on this. list. like for the record, when I wrote them all down, I can't tell you how many I was like, "Oh, number one! Oh, number one! Oh, yeah, oh, number one!" For like at least twenty-five of these books. So I, yeah, that's a hot take, and I like it. I'm here for it. Nice. Mine's a basic bitch answer. Mine's, I'm ready. Yeah, The Stand, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, literally, I read it every year. It is to me just perfection. The way he builds this world and and I just there's not a thing I don't love about this this book and I argue that this one when I was a kid didn't traumatize me at all it was scary but not so scary that I was like me it had cringiness and rapiness but not anything so much that I couldn't like nothing worse than an after-school special and a lot a lot of alluded to abuses you know and and it was it was a perfect read as a kid and it's a perfect read as an adult and every time I read it I take something different from it
0: for the first time I had read it in the last 10 Mm -hmm. years um, and even in that adult stage of my life, the whole scene that you're reading when Larry is going through the Lincoln oh, the tunnel, tunnel. I don't know that I've ever been more uncomfortable reading a book. Like yeah, though, that was terrifying. one of the things where I'm like, I am holding my breath mm-hmm. and I am not one to very often react Uh, emotionally when I read a book like I can uh, twice in my entire life I've cried reading a book because of like it has elicited that much of a reaction (sighs) out of me doesn't happen often
1: happens Um, to be every time I read
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah for some reason like I'm I'm pretty good I'm pretty good generally not crying over a book or anything like that but reading the like yeah the part with the Lincoln Tunnel like I just remember like I'm like white knuckling the fucking book because that oh so good It's terrifying.
1: It's terrifying. And this is, if I may geek out about the quality of of his writing for a moment and for the record I wanted to put on writing on my list I was like on writing is one of my all-time favorite books It like literally is the book I go back to anytime I haven't written for a couple of months but um I felt like it was so pretentious to either put on writing or dance Macab <laughs> at the top of my I almost put dance become on there too and I was like nah I'm better than that like I'm not that girl who's gonna put on writing or dance Macab. I also um the other one I refused to put on the list was the non-horror one the one about like the Boston Red Sox or something I was like I will not read that, and I will not count that as a Stephen King novel. How dare you! Um, but anyway, <laughs> his it, to to speak to his writing, it's he brings. I think he brings moments to life better than any of the authors that I like are out there doing horror in mass, like him, uh, for the masses, or maybe I should say. And you know what else too? I don't know that. Like I think Stephen King would do so well in the TikTok horror age where extreme horror is getting a lot more recognition Mm -hmm. and i think he paved the way for all these chuckleheads today like so many of the writers that are out there doing more extreme things and i would argue even people like keen and ketchum and all them even though ketchum was writing a long time ago too but not quite as prolifically and as longly but i think these guys owe so much to stephen king that anytime we don't acknowledge the beauty of his writing we're doing an injustice so i could have put 20 more books on this list but that's that's them that's them Um,
0: So before we jump to the adaptations. Oh yeah, I'm um, so
1: curious to see how this is going to go.
0: So I have to say, as far as his writing goes, one of my favorite things, not only how he builds his universes, but the fact that the universes are connected. Like that, the little Easter egg is one of my favorite things about the book where you're reading a book and suddenly one of the characters bumps into somebody... That they had a pottery class with at the community college fifteen years ago, and it's a main character from a book that (laughs) was written five books ago. Like I love, I love the whole, you know, when you got the corkboard with the strings and the pictures everywhere, like the fucking CSI board of (laughs) the connected universe of Stephen King. Like I have watched hours of people's YouTube videos where they're talking about the Stephen King universe. I love it
1: too. Yeah, me too. So
0: fast. Like I, I even the stupid little small things even where they just mention the towns like when they mentioned Derry mm-hmm. when they mentioned yeah. Castle Rock like yeah. i just i love i love all of that um as far as i can say that the the books obviously i have a ton of books to read but too. i i do know that the one that i want to read next and it just so happens it's going to be november but i want to read 112263 because I've never read it before. I really love historical fiction. Um, so I'm kind of down to read. I know that it's like about J, obviously, JFK, but I know there's time travel in it. I don't know if I want to watch the movie, but I definitely want to read the book. That's been on my list for a little bit. Okay. Um, and this. Compiling the stuff for this list really pushed that to the front of my TBR. And I'm okay. like, well, it's gonna be November anyway. So let's be thematic and read 11 Oh, 22, oh yeah, yeah. So I'm excited. I'm gonna it's read, a read that read, one. Great read, I would argue. I'm very yeah. excited to read that one.
1: Yeah. I really enjoyed that one. And I actually kind of liked the show. I thought they did a good job with it. No, I'm with you. I, I I enjoyed that one. I think I think you'll really like it too because you do like like historically fiction-y stuff. Mm-hmm. Jackie, you know what this would be a great time for? Would this be a good time for a little commercial break? Sure would. All right, so we're going to
0: stretch our legs and you're going to hear a quick commercial and we'll be right back with our Stephen King adaptations.
1: Hi listeners, I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mm, Fem. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the FemFam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network.
0: Woo doggy! Was that a commercial or what? (laughs) Welcome back to Jersey Ghouls. I'm Jackie. That's Marissa. Hi! (laughs) Why do I always just make dumb sounds? Whatever.
1: First I was like, what (laughs) the And yeah, now- and look how that
0: stuck. Now we're gonna always have to come back commercial-wise, being like, I'm Jackie, that's Marissa. <laughs> I
1: can't believe I just put myself in that hole. And I do love where you were like, oh, that's a hot dog of a commercial. what you say? That's a bacon slice of a commercial. doggy? No, you said huge I dogs. said who doggy. <laughs> We'll get that. We'll iron that out. (laughs) I'll fix it it in post. We Obviously, we need to work on our intro and outro for the commercial break. Top five king movie or TV adaptations. I had to put that as. That's an important asterisk. Yes. Because if I had to do only movies, this whole list would be blown up. Or only Uh, Yeah. No, absolutely. That's an episode in and of itself. I also want to say, I apologize to the the Dark Tower fans out there. I'm reading The Gunslinger. I'm trying again. It just, it hasn't stuck, but maybe this time is the charm. Yeah.
0: You know what? So I was doing a little a little bit of research oh. for this not like research, like not real research, but just kind of like looking over his list of novels, like watching some other people, like there are plenty of people on YouTube that rank like all seventy some odd and whatever, just kind of to get an idea of who of like what generally people rank things with. And the one thing I learned was I, the one Stephen King novel that I have read that I couldn't finish dnf'd it couldn't do it was bored out of my fucking mind and i was like 200 pages in but it was insomnia and i learned ah. that if you've never read the dark tower series insomnia might not be as enjoyable
1: yeah it was it's never been one of my favorites it was, it was I,
0: I i'm like there's literally nothing happening like very nothing yeah. was it's happening very and I'm like, I'm, I'm I'm out. I'm not wasting my time anymore. But I heard that if you read the Dark Tower series, somehow Insomnia does become more enjoyable. I and have I, The Gunslinger. Yeah. Never read it. I have not read that one yet. Mm-hmm. Curious. Like yeah. I kind of, my thing is, it's like every time, you know, I had that one and I'm like, oh yeah, I'll start a new series. And then I always end up like starting something else. Again, this year, I'm like, I'm going to finally damn. read the Dark Tower series. Damn, and damn. I started reading The Dresden Files and that's fucking yeah. 17 books long. So... I'll get there at some point, but you let me know. You read the gunslinger and let me know.
1: Same. This will be this will be the time it finally sticks. And I and I feel as somebody like somebody who does like the how everything ties together so much, I have to read it, you know. All right, what's your number five?
0: This one was so much harder for me. And I have three number fives.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, because I was couldn't hard. make a really friggin' hard.
0: decision. Um, you know what? I'm gonna pick one and then i'll throw the other ones as like okay. honorable mention at fair. the end yeah so i'll say my number 5 is crap i don't know which one i don't i've got All right, three I just read the ball f- just
1: go ahead just read All the right ball. so
0: my three number 5s that i can't decide i've got creep show the stand from 1994 and pet cemetery from 1989 wow that's a that's a big three way tie that's fair yeah i don't how do i pick which one i don't know like part obviously the stand right it has to be the stand but then creep show is so good creep, show's creep show so is a good. hard
1: one not to put in the top five
0: and then pet cemetery with a little gauge i get i can't pay. you know what it's our show i'll do what i want i have three you number five. yeah there you go you don't like yeah. it <laughs> sorry i get it
1: sorry i can't i can't don't make
0: me pick don't yeah. make me pick that's don't rude. make her do that that's rude don't be rude guys be better
1: All right, so my number five is uh, 2007's The Mist. Ooh, yeah. 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 Uh, I think this is uh, one of his stronger uh, short stories. I think the short story is so markedly different in some ways that I I think is interesting, but I absolutely love this adaptation. I think that that story is one of the most claustrophobic, like icky horrible experiences i've sat through in a film so i i adore it and i think well, you know
0: how i feel about things? crazy religious lady
1: oh i know right doesn't she just she literally has like a Ugh. you have like a physical guttural reaction to her like I it, it's crazy. and then the ending is just Well, the ending is like stop. <laughs> intense, especially <laughs> because ironically the book the i mean spoiler yeah. alert, the story is isn't that as bleak yeah. you know like oh oh so like good.
0: choices were made but i'm not mad at it like, I'm not mad but that right, the way me they Me too, me
1: too. And it was so atmospheric. And even the idea of The Mist is so scary to me. So they, I think in yeah. this one, they pull it off very, very well. Um, all right, number four. You have 12 of these? I, I only have one. <laughs> number five was the only
0: hard <laughs> one because I couldn't decide. You couldn't make me cut it off. Um, the rest, the rest are, are, are normal. Uh, my normal. number four is Misery. A good choice. Yeah, you can't you can't go wrong with Kathy Bates. She is a national treasure. James Kahn is fantastic. Like just everybody in this movie is wonderful. And she's I love what they have done with this character now with that show Castle Rock. And we get more of the Annie story. And but I mean Kathy Bates is just like if I could just be best friends with anybody from Hollywood, can it be Kathy Bates, please? Can I just can I know her? Can I have like tea with Kathy Bates or something? 100% 100%
1: my number four Dr. Sleep yeah Dr. Sleep to me well first of all Mike Flanagan is like I have such a boner for him as a creator I just think he's brilliant I think um the girl who plays Rose the Hat is she does a chilling and amazing job at bringing what is one of the scariest King villains in recent memory for me I I don't I can't tell you the last time I was truly truly afraid of a Stephen King book and Dr. Sleep did it for me it really did I was like like pillow and and under the covers because rose the hat is terrifying the death of the child even though arguably just as bad if not worse in the movie um yeah and all of that is just so chilling and so scary plus you get to revisit the overlook which is just amazing and just we're seeing Danny grown up and the family themes and all that. And in the book, Wendy's so much bigger, but I'm cheating here and putting the book in this one too. But yeah. yeah but but just, I mean, that's, that's, that's the awesome. one, I
0: mean, the one special thing, I don't want to say special thing, but the one unique thing where Dr. Dr. Sleep, the movie was a direct sequel to the shining the movie. Yeah. But Dr. Sleep, the book was a direct sequel to the shining the book. So you have two completely different stories happening, which I thought, like at first I was like, eh. But it really does make sense when you look at it that way, how they did it. Yeah, Um, I agree. And I think they did both of them really well. For as much as I don't really like The Shining the movie very much, Doctor Sleep the movie, even it being a direct sequel, is so good.
1: And I agree a million percent. Rose the
0: hat is just... She is haunting.
1: And Abra is such a great character, and she's played so well in the film, I think. Yeah. Um, my number three to piggyback off of yours is is your number four is misery. Because and so I know I think I'm gonna get a lot of crap for not having Kubrick's version or even the 19 the two the made for TV shining (laughs) on my list. Neither of them made my list, but here's why misery will always do it for me. And I got two words. Well, three Kathy Bates. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, right. She is Annie Wilkes, and and she brings so much nuance and so much empathy into the character that I, as a kid, couldn't read myself into her. So, read like I hate hot my hot take. I enjoy the movie more than the book. There, I said it. I did. Yeah. I'm sorry. If I have to pick the, between the two with this one, I'm going the movie every time because yeah, because you want is, Kathy. She is Baby. that. Character. She's just, mm-hmm. and even she's I wonderful. liked. When they brought her into the Castle Rock show, and I loved seeing her like origin story of sorts. Mm-hmm. But I, I, yeah, she's uh, she's always going to grow into Kathy Bates. It's just she's yeah. waiting to be Kathy Bates. So yeah, misery. um Number three,
0: my number three. It might be controversial. Ooh, I don't know. Oh, I'm here for it. And I'm going to go with the director's cut version that has the good ending. Ooh, fourteen oh
1: eight. Wow, that is a hot
0: take. I have a soft spot for John Cusack. I like a good ghosty story. And I've always, always, always enjoyed 1408. Like Wait, anytime. No. yeah. And like I said, director's cut ending, not the theatrical. Oh, yeah. Gotta be the, the creepy director's cut ending. That one I like.
1: I would argue that Everything's Eventual is one of my least favorite anthologies of his. Yeah. Yeah. 1408 is decent. The yeah. story. The uh listen, I got it. You do you, girl. You gotta do, you gotta do you. My number two, I don't think any surprise here. Pet cemetery. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I tell you what, Zelda, I saw so my pants a little bit every time. <laughs> <laughs> and I also think I always love this one because it's directed by a woman, Mary Lambert. Killed mm-hmm. yeah. um uh, but yeah, no, I think Pet Sematary is a brilliant adaptation. I really do. And again, I know it's worlds different. I know a lot of people take issue with with so many of the changes that are made, particularly with the genders and everything. But I, I just think it's, I think it's brilliant. I do. I think it's, yeah. it's a scary as heck i still get scared every time gage turns into a, a scary monster zombies no. especially because <laughs> of the you're like dandy and i'm like "Man, yeah, totally let him kill me
0: like <laughs> it's just what it, you know what it's like when gage goes all zombie and then rachel goes all zombie oh, and rachel, then fucking all zelda oh. like stop She's, my pants. i can't with her i no. can't like it was Terrifying. so freaking frightening
1: absolutely terrifying um i'm getting scared just talking about it and even yeah. the accident victim they do so well you know and in the book oh, yeah when he's following
0: like, around yeah, and yeah
1: yeah the, the effects hold up for me for that one yeah um, absolutely and my number one is going to be so true to character it's going to be boring yours my number two is the dead zone
0: i first watched this wow. when we did our march madness a couple of years ago and yeah. i was pleasantly supplied Pleasantly surprised, (laughs) pleasantly surprised, blown away. Christopher Walken, Martin Sheen, like it's a good adaptation. It was so good. I read the book years ago, and I remember being like, "Yeah, I like the book. The book is good." Yeah, you know, not the best, not the worst. Like it's very, it's a, it's It's just okay. Yeah. Holy crap! The movie, like that's an instance where I like the movie more than the book. Oh my god! Like so friggin' good we get uh, I just you know like I said I don't know like I love the story I loved I thought it was brilliantly acted like everything about it um going into it didn't realize that that was going to be like my dark horse like number one and uh t- talking about when we did March Madness yeah yeah um because I had no idea that season. like I was going to be riding that one all the way if I could uh, really really enjoyed it and t- to this day like if it's if i'm flipping through you know any of the million streaming services i have and i'm like oh i haven't watched the dead zone yet this year it's
1: time put it on love it wow so fair and you know what now that you say it i agree with you i think pound for pound i'm going the movie over the book too because mm-hmm. i read the book but i read the book when i was really young i'm like i always wonder if maybe i should revisit it and i would be more excited like maybe i was too young yeah. for the characters i don't I don't know, but I like yeah. the movie's amazing. No judgies here. Hot yeah. take, but no judgies here. Well, Jackie, mo, and that spells my number one because no surprise, right? <laughs> I mean, the this, this, this stand's my favorite book. It's my favorite adaptation. It's I love, and it's of course I'm talking about the 1994 version. I'm actually here for any and all remakes. I've sat through many of them, but. This is and they are doing it again so let's let's go I'm always here for it but man you will never beat the 1994 Gary Sinise uh, yeah. Holly Ringwald. it's so good Parker Lewis can't lose all of it it's perfection and it's to me that it captures so much of the spirit of the book that it makes me incredibly happy
0: Yeah it's such it's such a good adaptation of the source material yeah a million percent Um and I feel like similarly it should not come to any surprise but my number 1 is is the 1990 miniseries of It. Yeah,
1: I, I that was going to be where my money was for you. Yeah, like no doubt.
0: Tim Curry, again, I watched this when it was on TV. I watched the, you know, sat down, watched it. I pulled my pants but I watched it. <laughs> somebody taped it and used to bring it to um, where I went for after school care. I don't know why we fucking wow. watched now it, that's but Now quality did. after school care decision. We were watching <laughs> it. We watched Grease. We watched it. Like, what the fuck? Like, who ran this that thing? Was, that was um, appropriate
1: when we were kids, though. Yeah. <laughs> but I
0: watched the shit out of it. And um, honestly, and again, I, I know I told this story, but I used to shower looking at the drain. Like, when, instead of washing my hair from behind, I would look at the drain because I had the plan in my head of the moment I saw white Of Pennywise's head coming up through the drain, I could immediately escape. And I had an escape plan when I got into the shower. Like I was afraid to like be around a drain. I wouldn't walk near storm drains, like legitimately so scared. But like many other instances of horror movies with me is like, I basically Stockholm syndrome myself. And I watched it so much that suddenly I'm like, well, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. I'm not scared anymore. And it's just cool, fucking creepy stuff. So um yeah so for me it's yeah um i can awesome. say that the the ones that were very close on my list that didn't make my list was dr sleep
1: i know that it is not horror but the green mile is on my list shawshank was on mine and i and i took it up shawshank would probably be like my number one or two but yeah. not a horror movie, so I didn't See, really count it. I don't. The same I, I gotta say with, that, like, I don't. Would stand by me. Stand by me is an
0: amazing. At, yeah, amazing I, you know adventure. what? I don't have the Shawshank love that like so many King fans do. I mm-hmm. think it's good, but there is so even the movie. Like, there is so many other things I would rather watch than no, Shawshank but... or read. Like, uh,
1: for whatever reason, like it just it. Hey, no great, fair! I'm. I'm like, not. Yeah. I feel that way about Stand by Me too. I'm like, yeah. I, I like it, I get it. I, I get what well, more Shawshank to me is the better of the two, but to me, it's like, I, I'm like, all right, everybody, it's cool. I won't put on stand by me, you know, as much as I yeah. completely re- recognize it for a really, really good movie. So, all three of those do get a nod of the hat,
0: yeah. Like but- I said, Green Mile, Tom Hanks, you know, Michael Clark Duncan, like it's oh, such, so good, such a good movie. The other one that didn't not make my list,
1: book, not as good as the book,
0: right? The other one that didn't make my list, and I know it's pretty much. Panned as a movie, but I'm sorry, I love Dreamcatcher. I'll always love Dreamcatcher.
1: Listen, I'm I Donny from The, the Wind. Like
0: I, I don't care. I friggin' love Dreamcatcher. That's one that Brian and I watched a lot too. So I think there's also sentimental value there. Fair. but Fair. like you know, I don't know. There's something about that movie where I absolutely do. I, I
1: just I think you're wearing your nostalgia goggles, and I'm here for it. <laughs>
0: That's fine. It's fine. Weird <laughs> alien movie. I'm here for it. The only other one that I had on my list. And it was actually like number four on my list, but I took it off because I realized it wasn't a Stephen King adaptation. Oh, it was something that was adapted by Stephen King. So I didn't put it on the list, but Rose Red, Stephen King adapted The Haunting of Hill House. And he wrote Rose Red, but I'm like, that's not a
1: Stephen It's funny, I thought for for sure. Yeah, I thought it was going to make your list because I know how much you love it. It was was number four. And then I
0: realized, I'm like, wait, crap, that's not
1: technically... A I was even yeah, a lot of sense because I thought for sure that was going to be yeah, like because you know
0: I love me some you rose did you
1: love you some rose red I did
0: but we did I, I mean like I think again we probably have talked about this but I mean we watched that in college together like that was yep. a huge like that was a mini series event that we sat 100%. down for and um speaking of adaptations Ooh. as we currently are that's a bad segue because we're already talking about them <laughs> um have you watched the new stand on Paramount Plus I have I haven't yet. I keep trying to start it, but then I've got to do other stuff, and I haven't. I haven't yeah. watched it yet. So, how how do you knowing? I mean, we both love the '94. I mean, nothing's going to beat the '94. I tolerated it.
1: You will be very annoyed with it.
0: Oh, okay. Knowing us the
1: way we do, uh, the okay. way I do, I think okay. I was because if I was like, mm, and yeah. I was hungry for any sort of adventure, yeah. you're going to be like. <laughs> Like, I think you're going to be a lot more annoyed by it than I was because I just tolerated it. I thought it was okay, it was entertaining, but I think you're going to be like, that was stupid. Um, And that your reaction will be more fair than mine.
0: (laughs) Okay. And and so, not only did the stand get a do over, um, it got to do-over well, in the last couple of years it's
1: funny because when you said it the first the 2017 it was really close to making my list I think it's really really good yeah yeah I think the first movie's amazing and I yeah, think I like the first movie a lot yeah and then the second one's okay you know yeah. but I think it does a great job with its adaptation it handles what I consider to be too much childhood trauma shit for a king movie that kids are going to watch because the problem they ran into, which was funny, was in the first movie, they were able to use the kid from Stranger Things and the girl who plays Bev, who everybody loves, and take all those adorable kids and put them in a movie and it was okay It was still, you could get away with being young and watching it. But then when you dove into their adulthoods and like the trauma of everything slaps them in the face as adults, you have a hard time taking that crowd that's only now a year older and giving them yeah. it part two. And that's where they that's where they had ran into trouble, I think, because my kids loved it one, and then it two was too much for them. And they didn't like it because it was so dramatically th- adult.
0: I feel like you're not the first person I've heard say that. Like it was oh, so okay. different. I had been secretly begging for years for an it movie. Give me feature length it movie because part of the problem with it, the mini series was- it's a miniseries, so it's on television. So welcome in all those FCC regulations and your time constraints. And it's also 1990, you know, so for years, I was like, if they just made a feature film, you know, we'd get so we could get so much more. It can be so much more uh, true to the book and, and this and that. And I was so excited when I found out they were remaking it. I really liked the director who who did it. Cause he did a film a couple years prior to that called mama that I absolutely adore. Jessica Chastain's in that one too. I really like it. That's a movie that like, I feel like I don't hear many people talk about, um, but I really liked mama. Um, but yeah, like I, I definitely enjoyed chapter one much better. My favorite part about that is we're in the theater. Um, I mean, we together uh, were in the theater yeah. at the end of it, when it came up with the title screen and it just said it, And then it said chapter one and everybody was like, there's going to be another chapter. And then I remember being like, did none of y'all read the book? Like Uh, they were (laughs) like, like, what is it over? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, come on now. Really? But I forget that not everybody are, you know, silly little Stephen King horror fans like we are.
1: I did. I did get annoyed with the, I'm going to put the first movie on blast real quick. Because I and then ask you the essential question because I did think that they took away some of in the movie, they took away some of Bev's strength and feminist uh ability to to have control over her own future. Cause in the book, if you remember, she's the one who takes the slingshot the first time mm-hmm. and kills uh and kills Pennywise. Well, you know, puts him back to sleep. And yet in this one, she had to get saved by all the boys and then yeah. that shit pissed me as you know pissed me right off so here's yeah. the million dollar question before we end jackie pennywise curry or pennywise what's his face scars guard yeah curry like no
0: doubt no doubt tim curry really like the, you truly believe him to be the, the more effective pennywise for me he's the one that scared me He's yeah, the he's one
1: scared oh, he scared the shiitake out of me yeah. too. Like
0: nobody... he did Not to take away from Skarsgård. Like to me, that's honestly, that is such a tough question because that's it's really apples and oranges because of the way they played them. The that's way very I mean, fair. I mean, yeah. honestly, aesthetically the way they look, like just, just down to the costume. Um, I feel like and also, and this is not Bill Skarsgard's fault, but the way that they wrote it chapter two and what they did with Pennywise in IT Chapter 2 was kind of silly. It was a little
1: rough, it was a little rough.
0: (laughs) I mean, I I get it in the mini series, the big mechanical spider. Oh, which by the way, I don't know why I'm waving my hands because it's (laughs) a visual media that we're doing. Um, I'm very excited because um, not this Sunday, but I think next Sunday I have a chance to do it. So they finally released the documentary um, called Pennywise the story yes, of it and yes. it's the documentary about the 1990s miniseries and I cannot wait to watch it I am so I'm like legitimately like planning a time to rent it like sitting oh, down I'm excited all snacks. I, I can't wait I'm so excited because honestly between the two like again it was my number one y'all know I love me some 1990 it I cannot wait to watch this miniseries. Um, But anyway, (laughs) I digress. Yes, Skarsgård versus Curry. I think it's really tough to put them in a versus category because they both play them so differently. I think they both are playing them from completely different arenas. And I mean, obviously, yeah, you're going to have to kind of compare them, but it's kind of like comparing like Jack Nicholson and Heath Ledger, Jokers. Like they're both playing them so differently that it's tough to be like, well, this one's better than this one, you know? Like Ledger went from like a pure serious psychotic, like let's chuck every single diagnosis from the DSM onto Heath Ledger, where Jack Nicholson played him very much more, like he was psychotic, but he was also cartoony psychotic and like almost somewhat family friendly psychotic. Um, So it's, it's tough to make the comparison all that being said, gut reaction, Tim Curry all day.
1: Fair. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you on that 100%. I also agree on the Joker run. I think I, my hot take is I love anybody's take on the Joker because I think it's so much nuance to the character in the, the comics, but I digress. I just want to hate on gatekeepers and fanboys who hate on shit. Um, yeah. I like it all and that's okay. Hey,
0: my question for you. Oh yes, darling. Is there an adaptation you have seen that you would want to see done over? How it got like a second adaptation stand the stand got one. Is there I an adaptation?
1: That's a great question. And the easy answer is needful things. They fucked up the movie so bad. And yeah. I think I think needful things would be a chef's kiss. I also would love, love, love to see Eyes of the Dragon movie. How about you? What's your answer for that? Um, Yeah, Needful
0: Things. I It has been such a long time since I watched Needful Things. And after I finished the book a couple weeks ago, I'm like, I got to dive in. Like, I remembered a little bit from the movie. I remember that it has Ed Harris. And I was like, I'm ready. Let's do this. Uh, yeah, disappointed in that. I would say outside of Needful Things, the only other one I would say, and you're gonna make fun of me for my nostalgia glasses, but just because I want a good version. but I want a good version of Tommy Knockers. Oh, I'd
1: be here for a good version of Tommy Knockers.. So I mean,
0: cool. No offense. I love you, Jimmy Smiths. Yeah, I no. Love you so much. <laughs> I love you. No. totally love you but tommy and again like i know that's nostalgia glasses like i again remember being at my uncle carl's house we watched it like i mean we all sat around as a family and watched the minis here it's it's kind of a rough um kind of a rough adaptation i don't know it's a little
1: it's a little dated i guess i i would like to
0: see a good feature-length film
1: give me, give me, I want Tommy knockers. I'd be here for a Tommy knocker. i would be here for any Stephen King's though. But, um, I, I also think Salem, they've never gotten Salem's law. Right. To me. Now there's, never, a, what, there's a new one coming out. There's right? a new one coming out and you don't know be like Charlie Brown with the football. I'll give it a I know <laughs>
0: We hope you guys have enjoyed our list again. This was not like, what's the best. This was strictly our personal favorites. Totally um, yep. So if you guys want to comment below
1: what yeah, are some of your favorite
0: books adaptations let us know what you guys like um you know i'm sure that there, as usual when we do list episodes there are people that are
1: screaming as they listen to us haha yeah that's um. right i didn't <laughs> list the shining in any of my categories <laughs> lucky monkeys ah. <laughs> you know what the made for tv shining almost made it and i almost put it on there just to piss off people that i wouldn't pick kubrick because uh, i'm saying yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Stephen weber we're gonna there. get
1: hate for that yeah we're gonna get that's hate fine that's fine, fine. Know, is, we bro. had a whole
0: episode we had a whole episode recently with the made for tv shining and our love for steven weber and rebecca d Mornay. and our and my
1: animosity towards kubrick towards-
0: <laughs> Well, if you want to go in the way, way back machine, episode three.
1: Oh, what a train Bulls. wreck. I can't. Don't tell them <laughs> to listen to it because we were like an entirely different show then.
0: <laughs> we were, but that's, that was our episode on The Shining. Yep. Marissa's brother joined us. Yelled at me. We yep. argued. But yeah, I mean, that's like
1: six. Six years ago, now. Oh my God, we're getting yeah. we're no spring chicken podcasters. Babies, right it was little infant babies, we're sweet baby rules. angels. What did we know right. back then? What did we know? Yeah. But I stand by everything I said. Yeah,
0: come at, come at me, brah. I just, I, I, you know what? I, the only thing I said that was worse than The Shining, um not that I, I don't think The Shining, the movie is terrible. I just wish he would have called it something else because it wasn't The Shining. But whatever. um
1: okay. Right. If I it mean, was his own movie, it would have been fine. Yeah.
0: The um, only thing that was worse then is it's it's that fucking room 237 documentary with a bunch of fucking neckbeards talking about ah, i i love when you go off on a room 237 red i um. I, I could not stand it like I, that, I would talk about screaming at your television oh, i was like no. Fuck, that's a, oh look at the way that the his coffee shirt. can is his, positioned toward the west because his the native americans were <laughs> fucking you know bleh. Like, oh. stop dude stop you're looking for shit now i love it looking for i shit. love how i
1: agree that makes you i love i just love I how every second it. of how i, <laughs> because I was so ready for a
0: good documentary you get, i am <laughs> here for fucking documentaries like when i first got netflix a million years ago the first thing i did was watch like 17 documentaries in a row i am a documentary girl especially when it comes to like a horror movie like horror documentaries like fucking Shudder has answered every one of my prayers with all of their fucking cool documentaries
1: they have. Have you um, started Queer for Fear yet? It's so good. Not yet. No, okay, no. I'm like so,
0: it. I'm so backed up. My problem is I gave myself a six book TBR for the month of October and September. That's and a lot. so I'm trucking along with that, that and our upcoming projects with somebody special. <laughs> that has been my life. So I have not really had time for extracurricular activities. Um, but yeah, like, I was so disappointed because I thought we were going to get, like, an actual documentary with actual lore or some cool shit, and again, it was just these goddamn incels making up conspiracy theories because, oh, Kubrick's so cool, fucking suck Kubrick's balls.
1: No, get out of here, I hate you all. Wow, I missed and missed the chapter where they talked about his balls. I really must have not been paying attention that night. Um yeah. <laughs> You know what it was? Like you, maybe the problem was me
0: and I couldn't understand them because they had Kubrick zombie balls in their mouth the whole time. So I didn't get it.
1: I just didn't get it. And that's the problem. Maybe. Uh, well, anyway, I would just like to say that. Thank you, Stephen King, for existing. Thank you for being what literally I would say formed my love for horror. And uh, if you, if, if ever something bad happens to him, I'm going to need at least four months to grieve like yeah. a true widow, full black, like I oh, yeah look, we're like gonna Lydia be Deans. in morning clothes for 100 percent. like because she he has been one of the biggest influences on my entire life so cheers question, as question? king yeah yeah how you feel about joe hill love him yeah love that little nugget i think it's yeah. i've read i read nosferatu i read mm-hmm. um the fireman and i read uh the one with the ghosts who are rock and roll players that one's actually heart oh shape heart shape box. box heart shape box loved all three can't work. i and i just want to keep reading more of his stuff he's i've uh, i've definitely. read horns i've read never no read S- horns i've read nosferatu and i
0: bought heart-shaped box on my birthday but i have not read it yet it's a good one um, definitely so I'm, excited. I'm excited i'm excited yeah. so yeah joe hill is he's oh, and, um, lock and key the the graphic that's novel. right i always forget yeah. phenomenal
1: i think he's phenomenal yeah.
0: now yeah. owen king not quite as good for me
1: but I, um, see I'm,
0: I'm i'm completely unfamiliar with owen king
1: i only read sleeping beauties i only read the one the which oh, i guess is okay. another good fairy tale one i i, I had trouble i, I th- i'd like to revisit it because i never got through it oh, my nice. confession time just between us gals don't tell
0: anybody <laughs>
1: okay. but um but yeah no big fan of big
0: fan of joe hill i would say Lock and key is personal favorite but yeah his writing is top shelf we hope you guys have enjoyed our stephen king episode again leave your thoughts below tell us what your favorites are and don't forget to check us out on your favorite podcasting app on social media just search for jersey ghouls and you will find us there and you can go to jerseyghouls.com to find our podcast our blog our contact information and more because i'm marissa and she's jackie (laughs) bye -bye.